The 390th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Yo, Jen Reno's welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 390, as we race towards episode 400, and what an exciting time that will be. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. Uh, episode 399 is going to go out to our, our favorite bot, Sportivo AI. <laughs> the, the, the real ones know what I'm talking about, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, if you don't know. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for coming to the show, and thanks for the people in the Discord who who um, were backing me up and protect me against that big, that mean moon off Manji, the machine who is dragging my name through the mud in the discord. Uh, how dare a baseball podcast host come into the discord and, and talk trash about me, but just because my picks are trash doesn't mean I'm trash, Dan. I'm a human, human being. Um, yes. I'm speaking to someone else is Dan Gumby Vreeland. His picks are not trash and especially not on Mondays because Mondays are for regional MMA. Yeah, I had a little bit rougher of a time this this Monday. I, I went uh, I went only two and three. Granted, one of them was a plus one twenty underdog, so you know basically cracking even or right around it. Um, but got some like weird results out of uh, Cage Warriors one fifty eight over in Rome. It turned out uh, some of those Italians actually won fights. Um, but really, I, I was I was hearing a lot of I was seeing a lot of bad things about the Italian fighters. Uh, the well, I will tell you they. They may inexperienced have won, Italian fighters. They may have won fights, but that doesn't mean they look good. Um, <laughs> no. And uh, I, I didn't catch the event because I wasn't hearing very good reviews from you people in the Discord. So I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm going to waste my time with this. It wasn't entertaining. I went back and watched the fight well, with Sylvester uh, Miller headbutted somebody like 31 times because that's his MO. Um, yes. Because that's funny. I hear, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. But um, apart from that, no, I... I uh, it, it was. Let's say this. I I advertised it as maybe not the highest level Cage Warriors card you're ever going to see, and I handicapped that portion of it correctly. <laughs> Congratulations for that, then. Um, what are we doing this this week? This episode, Daniel, and why? Because there's a lot uh, of, a lot of issues from apparently. We're doing uh, we're doing LFA 164. Uh, first of all, because I just enjoy watching LFA more than I enjoy yep. m- watching most regional promotions. They're usually pretty easy to get odds on. They're usually on Friday, which mixes it up a little bit and makes it a little bit more entertaining. Although I'm seeing a sign that says it starts at 11 p.m. Eastern time. It does. It's late Friday night, people. Yeah. What are, what are we doing there? It, I, I, that's. I hope the main card's like two fights. Um, otherwise, that might be a uh, DVR moment uh, and watch in the morning because that is very late um, for us East Coasters. But anyway, it's usually easy to get lines on. Um, they don't screw their fighters over by not sending them to a fake playoffs they made up. <laughs> so that's a bonus in their favor. Oh, throwing shade at, at an unnamed promotion, I believe. I, I just, it's the, they, how they shamelessly just plugged their playoffs. It's like, <laughs> look at who earned their way. And like throughout seven tweets, it's like, dude, we just watched you take somebody out that you don't like and put in the guy you paid more money. Like, yep. Don't give us the it's like a real sport thing because like no nobody no nobody watched the Chargers pull all of their starters in the last game of the year and then were like 
oh, but we got to pull the Chargers from the playoffs. They weren't trying. It's like, no, they, they had won enough so that they get to keep going. Like, that's how it works. So you can't play the real sport card anymore now. that you've, you've lost that. Yeah, it is true. So that's why we're boycotting the that promotion that we're not going to name. Is that why it's we're just another? It's another reason that, and because um, their odds are usually like negative eight thousand on you know the favorites and stuff like that. Yeah, High, highly uncompetitive matchups. Whereas we've got, uh, you know, I haven't seen odds for this card yet, but like, oh, I, I just I have good news. I just found oh, odds. Oh, really? Yes, ma'am. Yes, oh. ma'am. I said yes, ma'am. Yeah, I do. So you can you can guess. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a fun little twist because I looked this morning and didn't see him. Yep. Well, we can play everyone's favorite game, Gumby. Guess the odds. The odds. Yes, that's a good one. It wins people money. So obviously people love it. Um, and then next week, it's going to be all about the Contender Series, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Uh, week one is taking a little bit of a beating. Uh, I think there's still a lot of fun fights on it. Um, but that one had... Uh, one guy is fighting his now third opponent. Kevin Borges is, is now fighting Victor Diaz. Um, but he was supposed to fight Joshua Van, who you remember just got signed straight to the UFC. And then he was supposed to fight uh, Hickson Zedadim, um, and Hickson couldn't get a visa out of Brazil. So we're now on his third opponent. Um, so that one's taking a little bit of a beating. But apart from that, decent first uh, decent first episode. I think you're going to start to see uh, the real the real meat and bones of this uh, contender series. Week two is really good. Um, there's a couple really good ones on week two and then week, week three is filled with bangers. Yes. There you go. There is your, I was going to say, are we going to do a contender series preview episode? We don't need to because Gumby just did it for us right there. Right? Yeah. That's the, that's the short piece. And if you want yep. the full piece, come back, uh, come back next. Uh, we actually released the contender series ones on Sunday. So come back next Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, we better drop it early. Like it's hot Gumby. Cause people need, need the picks and the odds usually are posted they're already out. Been serious, right? They're out already. They're already All out. right. Fantastic. Uh, as are this week's, as I said, this week's uh, episode, the FA odds I just found this morning, actually a couple minutes ago. Um, so there you go. All right. Before we get into that important news announcement, Sports Gambling Podcast has a Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. There's tons of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being degens. There's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Plus, if you're in the regular at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, you get a, your emoji and name and stuff are real fancy. So just check it out. You get gold. All right? Gold, I tell you. Um, the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I'm sure you're already there. But hit slash Patreon at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Get all the extra bonus content into your eye holes and ear holes and all the other things you stick things in, I guess. Let's move on, shall we, to Friday. It is a Friday event, as Gumby said, 11 p.m. Eastern. Start time, LFA 164. Mazo, a name you may recognize, versus Lovato. It is going down from the Southwest University Park in El Paso, Texas. Gumby, you know what I have to ask. Have you been to this in the Southwest University Park before? I have not. But I've been, have been to El Paso. Paso. I have. Yeah. You have? Yeah. I, I thought you weren't west of a certain area. We, no, we I was in. I was in Texas. Before. I was in Texas for a little bit. All right. 
there you go. There's always a new uh, wrinkle to Gumby's life that we haven't heard of. I have. Have I been in Texas? I, I went to the Cowboys. Maybe stadium. three. Of course, I've been. In oh Texas. yeah. Well, look at you. Look at you. All right. Let's start off with you did. You skipped the fight, so we're going to start off with the main card opener, featherweights, Larian Douglas, L E R R Y A N. That's a new name. Never have you ever heard of Larian before, Dan? No. Larry and Douglas versus Isaac Thompson. I know those names. All right. I will tell you about, I got to remember, no odds here. I'll tell you about Thompson first. Four and one with three knockouts. He himself has been knocked out once. He's one and one in the LFA. He's won two straight fights. Last one via T slash KO. Uh, used to fight up at lightweight. Six years younger than Douglas. An inch taller. Blank odds. Douglas, eight and four. Two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. This is his LFA debut. So in three of his last four, including winning his last fight via knockout, that was back in April 2022, however. Uh, used to fight down at Bantamweight, was regional champion, 2013 pro MMA debut, blank odds. Fill in the blanks, Gumby. So uh, Larry Davis has got to be a dog here. I- I'm going to say, let's say plus 175. Plus 255. 255? Yeah, Is that good, good or not? Are we yeah, that's good because I'm actually going to take Douglas here. I, I will Ooh, say, he, is he the most impressive of the two fighters here? No, not by a long shot because uh, Thompson's only 21 years old and he's like kind of really learning on the job a little bit here. Um, but there's a lot of things that Douglas does that like make me worried about how Thompson fights. So he's he's really bouncy. He uses lots of lateral movement side to side. Um, he blitzes really well. Um there's very little windup on his kicks, though, and he throws his kicks from every angle and to every height and all kinds of things like that. And the blitz really messes people up, especially on the regional scene. You know, like that kind of like blind aggression sometimes can play really well in your favor. And with Thompson, he's the kind of guy who like when he's closing the distance, sometimes he like messes up that distance and winds up in the clinch no matter what. Um, he's got decent stuff in the clinch. Like he throws some nice elbows in there and like controls well. But like. Uh, he doesn't really get any takedowns in there. So it's mostly just like wasted time. And I think if he does that too much, like the moments for Douglas are going to be much bigger than the moments for Thompson. I also like, while Thompson's got like knockout stuff, because obviously he, he won his last fight by TKO and he's, he's got a couple other knockouts prior. He just doesn't have that, like blow me away power that I think that you, you could possibly see out of Douglas, especially if he's rushing forward um, you know, I've seen him like, you know, one hit quit people. I've also think he's got some like jujitsu in there that people kind of sleep on. He's fought good fighters. Like his losses are to good dudes. Like he fought Chepe Marsicall. Um, so like, I, I think he's probably being underrated here and in 255 is definitely too tempting to pass up. I liked him at 175, which is originally what I had handicapped him at. Um, but yeah, 255, I don't think you can pass on that. All righty, let's do it. And we love fighters that stumble in, into the clinch blindly, Dan. We love that, right? Yeah. Especially if they have their, especially if they have their opponent on the ropes. And, and I like that almost as much as I like jumping gillies. Oh, we don't love we don't love anything as much as that though. But yes, it is close. All right, let's move up a couple fights, but down on a couple weight classes. We're going down to flyweights. Jordan Burkholder versus Josiah Reyes. I will tell you about Reyes first. The Silver City Strangler. Three knockouts, one submission, and he has a serial killer nickname. Uh, he's been knocked out once. He's two in one in LFA. He lost his last fight via TKO. 
He's seven inches taller than Burke Holder, eight inches of reach on him, uh, plus 155. Burke Holder, Butters is the nickname. Is that a <laughs> South Park reference? Is that why he's called Butters, Dan? Do you know? I think it's probably got to be, right? Yes, probably. But Butters can't really fight. So do we really want to pick him? I don't know. I'll tell you his record. He's 14, 4-0, one knockout, two submissions. He's This is his LFA debut. He's won three straight fights via finish. So maybe this Butters can't fight. He's at minus 185. So you gave me the odds. Um, I those, gave you the odds by accident. Yes. Yep. What were you going to guess? Sorry. For, for those who are hoping that he wouldn't give me the odds, so I can tell you, I did have him yes. penciled right around negative 200 or a little more. So okay. he's a little lower than that. By the time this hits your ears, my guess is the money came back in on um, Burke Holder because uh, that, that's who I'm going to pick here. I'm, I'm going to pick Burke Holder. I, I think um, the, the biggest thing for me in this fight is that uh, Reyes kind of likes to wrestle a little bit. But, like, he's really not explosive, and his technique isn't good enough that makes up for his lack of explosivity. Um, on the feet, he's, like, very hittable. And and Burkholder, like, is he doing anything amazing striking? No. Well, he's a 4-0 prospect. But his boxing's tight. He keeps his hands up and in. He switches his stances once in a while to keep you guessing. His leg kick, I guess, is, like, above average. Like, he's got a good hard load leg kick. And, like, he's just so strong. Um, and for me in this fight, I think the difference maker is just like that pure athleticism versus the guy who's like kind of stringy and long and like doesn't do a good job of like exploding through his takedowns. I think you're going to see Reyes shoot a takedown in this fight and Burke Holder wind up on top because um, he'll just like counter it, scramble, he'll stuff the head, he'll sprawl out, and he'll move to the back or something like that. Like Burke Holder will just be on his back pretty quickly. Stringy along sounds like a Gumby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, he's I'm not, not he's a I'm not as stringy as I used to be. <laughs> no, it's true. It happens. You got a uh, grown man strength now. That's why. So that's the way it goes. All right, let's move up to Walter Waits. Glossio. There's another name. Have you ever heard of Glossio before? I've, uh, I've, I've heard Glossio before. There, there's a couple of Brazilian fighters named Glossio. Oh, okay. Not just this guy. Glossio Eliseiro. And yes, he is uh, Brazilian versus, oh boy, Dan. It's Mick not actually Tebeck. as hard as you think it is. I know. Mick Tebeck? Mike Tebeck? Or is it Mike or is it Mick? It, it's Mick Mo- Tebeck it, or Albe? It's, it's, it's Mo Tebeck. Mo Tebeck. Mo nope. Tebeck. Nope. Nope. Don't say the K. Nope. Mo Tebeck. <laughs> oh, Mo Tebeck. It's Mo really? Tebeck so or Oral, oral Bai. I can spell the, the name much better for you, sir. You, you, I, you, say, the, you, you say the Y like it's an I. Um, it's okay. Mo Oral, oral by, oral, oral by, and he is from where, Dan? Uh, Kyrgyzstan. There you go. Um, and this is three five minute rounds at 170 pounds. I will tell you about oral by bay, oral bay, oral, oral by. by, by, oral by first nine one and one four knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. One known the LFA. He's won four straight fights. However, he has not fought since May of 2022. He's not lost since December of 2020. He used to fight at lightweight, two inches taller than Eliseiro, and he's at minus 400. Uh, no, he's not, Dan. He's not at anything. You didn't hear well, that, right? That's, that's right about where I would have had him. Eliseiro, <laughs> <laughs> Salva Mar. I was actually hoping a little higher than that, to be fair. Okay. Salva Mar. Do you know what that means? Uh, two words S A L V A space M A R. Well, Mar means C. So, salt, yeah. salty C. Yeah, when when you Google it, it says C saves. Does Salva mean salt though? I uh, no, I don't know. 
I don't C speak Portuguese well. <laughs> no, it's C something. C saves according to Google. That doesn't really make sense, but maybe it doesn't in Portugal or in Brazil. Uh, he is 10 and 7 in Lizero. Two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. One in three in the LFA. He's won one of his last three and two of his last five. No, sorry. He's one in three and two in five. So even worse than that. Did win his last fight, though. That was back in June of 2022. Uh, I used to fight at lightweight, 2011 pro MMA debut. And I told you the odds kind of accident. But you were guessing what? Well, I, I probably would have guessed around there. I might have gone a little higher. I, I think Elizario is going to be a huge dog in this fight. Like a huge dog in this fight. Um, You said if he's negative 400, I bet you. Yeah, plus 300. Uh, I actually like Elizario in this fight at that number. Really? Um, yeah. Or, or so. Here's the thing: Does does Orobai have the record that should make him a, a, a colossal favorite? Yes. But if you watched his fight with Jalen Fuller, he's like wrestling and nothing else. There, there's nothing there except for his wrestling. Like he, he spent maybe 30 seconds on the feet with Jalen Fuller, and like Jalen Fuller got the better of that. Jalen Fuller's like, dude, that dude is like long lanky six foot two at welterweight looking dude with an 80 inch reach. And like, of course that guy gives up takedowns, right? Like he's, he's a, uh, he's clearly a kickboxer. And so oral got in on his legs all the time, took him down, had to struggle a little bit for it. But anytime he was striking, he looked lost. And if you look at the people he's fought, it's like all we know on the Kyrgyzstan regional scene, three and oh, on the Kyrgyzstan regional. Scene. Like they don't even have names for like, the promotions he's fighting for and Elizario, dude, his record's bad, right? 10 and seven. You're thinking I better get better than plus 300 for a dude who's 10 and seven, but look at who he's fought. He fought Chris Brown, who is a great prospect. Been in PFL Christian Aguilera, who is in the UFC, Aaron McKenzie, who's on the ultimate fighter. Not right now. Ishmael Bonfim. Like he's out there fighting. I mean, he beat William Starks in his last fight. And we just watched William Starks look, I won't say good, but he looked pretty darn good on his last fight against Johnny Hopper in, in even the one against Manny Murrow. So, uh, I, look, I, I think he's got a lot of potential here. Um, I, I think he, he's been in training camp for like forever because he was supposed to fight Solomon Renfro before he got the call to PFL. Um, and also just like from a from a standpoint of what he does, it's like. He strikes pretty damn well. Like, he, he's much faster on the feet than Oral Bai. He's got way more weapons up there. As long as his takedown defense holds up a smidge, he should just, like, outclass him on the feet. Now, I am worried that he gets tired, and I am worried that, like, you know, maybe two takedowns wins the fight for Oral Bai. But at, like, plus 300, and when this balloons up to, like, plus 450 because people are jamming Oral Bai in their parlay, like, Elizario's worth a stab there. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take him at 300. All right. He's taking stabs at people. And someone he mentioned in that breakdown, we're going to break down very, very soon. But since we are on a underdog kick right now, because Gumby just picked a big – you picked two out of three have been big underdogs. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season right around the corner, and underdog pick him is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit. Bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Jalen Fuller, you mentioned, and we're going to break down his fight right now. I'm, I'm going to remember not to 
give odds, maybe. Uh, this is a three five-minute rounds at welterweight. Joe and Filler versus Daniel Frunza. I will tell you about... Let's tell you about Fuller first, since we've been talking about him. He's the gentleman, Jalen Fuller. Seven and three. Eight, three knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Six and three in LFA. Loss, win, loss, win, loss over his last five fights. He got knocked out in his last fight. And he is an inch taller than Franza. Franza Tagano is the nickname. Six and two with five knockouts. He's been submitted twice. That's the only way he has lost. This is his LFA debut. He's won two straight fights, both via T slash KO. And he's two years younger than Fuller. And I remembered. I didn't give you a nod. Hooray. Uh, so Fuller's got to be like what? Negative 275 here? Minus 350. Minus 350. Okay, that's a little higher than I probably would have liked here. Um, but I'm still going to go with Jalen Fuller. Uh, okay. I, I think... So my big issue with uh, his opponent, Frunza, is he just like... It, it seems like he's way too easy to get hit because he fought Gary Boletto, who uh, he's a CES champion, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think he's a very good CES champion. Um, again, his record's really padded and he's like from the town that CES does shows. And I think they like him too much, but like, I, I don't think Gary Boletto is like a future UFC guy. I think he gets signed to contender series and gets flatlined. Um, but like Frunza fought him. And not only, so he was way taller than him, but got tagged anyway and, and like dropped to the mat and then immediately gave up a rear naked choke. But like Boletto never put any hooks in. He just kind of like chilled there, letting him put a rear naked choke in with like none of the fundamentals to it. He didn't roll to his back. He didn't try to do a front roll. He wasn't protecting himself from being punched. It was just nothing. Um, and so Frumza just like doesn't have very much in the way of like good ground skills. Whereas Fuller, like, Fuller's pretty sharp on the mat if he gets there. Um, I also just think, like, being, I mentioned before, he's got an 80 and a half inch reach at welterweight. I think he's just going to pop Franza repeatedly from distance. Um, the only people he's had trouble with are people who can, like, you know, wrestle him like a beast, like Oral Bai, or people who are almost as long as him. Like, Trey Waters is a six foot five uh, welterweight. So, like, yeah, that guy gave him trouble too. Bruno Assis is a good grappler. So, like, apart from those dudes, it, it's been all, you know, like, all, all wins for him. And I think his submission skills are right there. I think his length is going to come into play. I don't think Franz is going to get close to him. 350 is a little steep for me, but he might still even be parlay material at that price. Throw him in a parlay, perhaps. All right. What are we going to move on to now? How about main event time for a piece of shiny gold? The LFA Flyweight Championship. Sabina Mazzo versus Sandra Lovato. Five five-minute rounds. Flyweight, so that's 125 pounds. Let's tell you about Lovato first. The Peruvian Zombie. So we have the Peruvian Zombie versus the Colombian Queen. I like it when nicknames match up like that in fights. Yeah, that's good. It's fun. It's perfect. Uh, all right. Peruvian zombie we're telling you about first, Lovato. 12 and 4 with five submissions. She's never been finished in a fight. This is her LFA debut, and she's right into a title fight. 0-1 in PFL, 0-1 in contender series, loss win, loss win over her last four. She may not have been a LFA fighter or champ before, but she's got multiple regional championships on her. Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgummy slash store. Surprisingly, first time we've done that this episode. 
uh, she's fight down at strawweight. The Colombian queen, on the other hand, is Sabina Mazo, nine and four, two knockouts, one submission. She's been submitted twice, four and all in LFA, and was the former champion of the promotion. She went three and four in the UFC. She lost three straight fights, last being via sub back in March of 2022. She's not won a fight since September of 2020. Used to fight up at Bantamweight, three years younger than Lovato, an inch taller and five inches of reach. And I didn't give you odds. So three out of five, I remembered. Not bad. She's got to be almost the same as Fuller, right? Like negative 300. She being Mazo. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Minus 250, you get better odds for her. Okay. Maybe her and Fuller are the parlay then, because I'm going to go Mazo here. The the thing about the thing about Lovato is she like she very much sits down on all of her punches, but like doesn't have a good sense of range. She throws this overhand right all the time that just perpetually seems like it's like four inches shorter than it needs to be. Um, and she is kind of a short flyweight, right? Like five six is not the tallest flyweight in the world. She's not like Miranda Maverick short, but she's like kind of short and her reach isn't good either. It's only 65 inches. So she's going to be giving up five inches of reach here on, on Mazo. And I think that's pretty significant. Mazo also kind of like only loses to people who can wrestle with her. And Lovato's got some like decent defensive wrestling, but her offensive wrestling is not much to write about. Um, I, I think Mazo is going to be faster. I think she's going to be way longer. I think she uses that length better. And I think like Worst case scenario, Lovato gets it in her brain that she's going to like need to shoot some takedowns and she shoots like one or two that gets stuffed and like then she gives back up. So, yeah, I'm going to go Mazo here again. Mazo again is the pick. All right, let's recap for you. He's got Mazo. He's got Fuller. They're the big favorites. He's got Laziero as a very big underdog. Get in on that one. Burkholder as a favorite and then Douglas as a pretty big dog, right? That's right. Any other bonus picks for any other promotions or anything, Dan? Anything else to keep an eye on? Um, let me let me because uh, this makes for uh, great podcasting. Let me pull up that yep. PFL card and see if there's anything worth a shit on it. Um, Bubba Jenkins is going to wreck Jesus Pinedo. I kind of like. I, I don't know the odds on this because again, you're you're asking me for it suddenly. I kind of like Ty Flores to beat Josh Silvera. Um, I know I like. Really? Pick, yeah, I know I like pick Silvera to win at the very beginning of the year. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure they even have odds there, but if Flores comes in at like two to one or two and a half to one, I wouldn't be shocked if he pulls up that upset. He's got like low key, good grappling and Silvera, like, yeah, he's got some R8 grappling too, but like, I think he could surprise somebody. Um, I do like Impa Kasangane. I think he's going to win a million dollars and that's kind of funny to me. Um, it is. Yeah. So, but now nah, apart from that, I don't know. Maybe if you get good odds on Chelsea Hackett, maybe Chelsea Hackett. That'll do it. That's that's more than enough, Dan, since you didn't want to talk about the promotion anyhow. All right. That concludes the LFA recap. You can catch us in the Discord now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We're in the fights part there. Make sure you check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the Patreon. Uh, you can check us on Twitter as well. We are SGPN MMA, Jeff Fox writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're the handles. Instagram, I'm Jeff underscore Fox underscore writer. I got a sub stack. You can subscribe to and get all my MMA writings in your inbox and enter my pick contest at moneymma.substack.com and get Gumby, more Gumby in your ear holes midweek with his top turtle MMA podcast. Do you know who's on this week? I think you told us already, didn't you? Yeah, I, I talked to Alexa Kamer, who's fighting this weekend yep. at UFC Nashville, but I also talked to a contender series dude who you're going to want to keep 
uh, an ear out for when he eventually fights, and that's uh, his name is Cameron Smotherman. Nice name. Yeah, you would wish he was like a wrestler. You would wish he yeah. was a wrestler with that name. He's not. He's not at Sad. all. Sad. <laughs> incorrect. Incorrect name. He needs to change his name. All right. Um, I think that's all the plugs I need to tell you. Gumby will get us out of here, and we'll be back Wednesday to talk UFC. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's the Colombian Queen Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.